welcome to Vyapar, a show where we explore the journeys of entrepreneurs and the businesses that they've built. I'm your host Sid, and this week with me are Jayanti and Shalini Bhattacharya, two sisters who have created an amazing company called India Hemp and Co. And like the name suggests, you know they make products based out of hemp, like protein powder, hemp oils, to name a few. And currently, they have a pipeline of twelve products. And what's really interesting is that this is the only hemp company in India which is led and owned by women. They've also got listed by Forbes as one of the top five hemp brands in India. And if you take a look at the products and the packaging, you'll understand why. They've also got a global outreach with Shalini operating from Barcelona, which gives them a lot of geographical potential, geographical advantage to grow. and adds a lot of spice to the business sustainability and creativity are their core values on which they operate on and you know that's the core values that they have aligned themselves with and they're continuously growing their team exponentially increasing their reach and their impact and i believe that hemp is going to be a trillion dollar plant in the future and for us to survive as a species for us to have a sustainable future i think hemp is going to play a big part and when it does when it explodes in india i think this company has positioned themselves beautifully to to capture that growth and by the way uh <laughs> jayanti is going to launch a new product on this episode she has not told me like even i don't know what it's going to be it's a secret so we'll find out it's quite exciting for me because you know this is the first ever product launch on vepar so Stay tuned for that. It's going to be really exciting, and let's hear it from the founders, Jayanti and Shalini. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks, Hi. Sir. Hi, Siddharth. It's great to be here. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. So, you know, before we talk about India Hemp and Co, how you started it, what was the idea behind it? Tell me something about your respective backgrounds. Like, are you someone in biotech, or you know, someone in the food business, or your backgrounds have been completely detached from this particular business that you've created tell me something about your backgrounds and how you got started so i'm shaldi baricharya i'm the sister that's based out of barcelona my background is in business so i did all my education in bangalore my uh, till my undergrad and then moved to spain to do my mba here so overall uh, career wise uh, i worked as a business consultant at kpmg then moved into writing ran a magazine for a while uh, and then came here to do my mba at sari after which uh, i discovered more innovation related consulting and i think that's added a lot to the business as well and how we operate it's very user centered and sustainability focused So I'm going to uh, set up the context a bit. So we come from family business and our father has been in food processing for a long time. Uh that said he's not really involved in this but we are familiar with in general food and agriculture because that an agriculture technology. And I think what we mm-hmm. found is a little bit of all this has led us to where we are and I think we use all the skills and experiences that we we've had uh individually and together. So uh, to introduce myself I'm Jayanti Bharatcharya uh, the other sister of India Hemp and Co I have a masters in advertising and marketing from the University of Leeds and I've worked with Ogilvy and Martha in Bangalore and Lintas in Bombay I've also started uh, co-founded another company 
And this is the sec second company that I've co-founded with my sister. Uh, like Shani was just talking, our skill sets are very, very different, but we complement each other and we work really smoothly as a team. It really helps that Shani actually lives in Barcelona. It gives us a huge advantage because we know where the hemp market is headed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it really helps in forming strategic partnerships as well. Understood. So you've had a family business in the food, a food family business, I would say, but not naturally, like there's no scientific background that backs you up. So I would like to understand how you got in the hemp business because it fascinates me like this plant. When I read about it, when I research about it, I just feel that it has so many potential use cases. And what, what's the story of India Hemp & Co? Like, you know, what was the main idea or pain point that you were addressing through this company? Sure. So, uh, so that in 2017, so I think between 16 and 17, I've been living in Barcelona for a while. And what had happened was out of the blue, I suddenly had uh, this really, really bad back problem, right? And that basically disrupted my sleep. I'd gotten quite weak and I was, well, I live here alone. And uh, it was really hard to be able to, like just the first couple of, I think the first five, six months itself, it took to figure out what the problem was. After going, you know, through various scans and MRIs and trying different things, I realized that the recovery process wasn't starting, right? So what it did was stop the pain momentarily, but like seven months down the line, it's still, the pain was there. Uh, what was the issue? You had a back problem. Yeah, so I had two hernias in my spine. So basically, that's the cushioning between your vertebrae. And that it popped out for one and it was compressing a nerve, right? So this whole thing towards the end of it, we found out was uh, related to lifestyle and stress. So that was causing my muscles to contract and there was a lot of pressure on my spine. So by taking painkillers, it stopped the pain, but the muscles were still contracted and there was still pressure on my spine. Hmm. So I realized that, okay, this needs a more holistic approach. It can't just be this single approach because it wasn't working for me. So started going, uh, doing my own research, but I just started physiotherapy as well. Right? So while there was physically a way to ease the muscle out, I think the other thing I came across was CBD here. So just mm -hmm. the context of uh, the cannabis industry and CBD, et cetera, in Spain, it's way, way more advanced or progressive in this mm -hmm. aspect. It's been here for the last 20 years or so. So whether it's hemp in food, whether it's CBD, which is more recent globally, but it's accessible. It's over the counter. You have stores. So that's something I tried and that I realized that my body really took to it. It was something I consistently took for uh, about a year and a half. I still take it actually. But specifically to do with this problem, what it was doing was easing the body out and allowing me to sleep better, allowing me to be able to give it the rest that it needed to be able to uh, recover from it. So I think a combination of that as well as uh, the physiotherapy helped me get over this. But while mm. I was doing that, I was going to come back to India for a while uh, just to see my family and have some time at home. I usually come home around the holidays. I was trying to figure out, okay, so is CBD going to be available there? And that led me down this path of, okay, <laughs> CBD and hemp yeah. and cannabis and regulations and what's happening. And then we realized, okay, wow. So uh, the way we see hemp here is not really the way, well, it was just, just budding then, you know? Mm. So uh, being a business person, and I think both of us have a pretty keen eye for business. We're like, okay, maybe there's an opportunity here. And it's very in line with our value system of sustainability, as well as overall having positive impact, you know? 
So the more we read, the more interested we became, and the both of us decided to go into business. Wow. And so, Siddharth, I'll just add to this as a sister's perspective more than a co-founder's perspective here, because uh, we had seen Shalini when she was going through this pain, and it was really, really, it was like a personality change. You know, Shalini is a very outgoing, social person, and there was she was in constant pain. I've never seen people be in pain 24/7. You know, so it was difficult to get out of the bed. difficult to just meet people it was like there was a huge personality change and being the older sister and my entire family we felt really helpless right because she she was here with the mris the cat scans physiotherapy everything and we yeah. come from a family that's done homeopathy and ayurveda all of that nothing <laughs> helped so you know and when she went back because she's lived in barcelona for 9 years and she said listen i have to go and sort this out myself because even india couldn't actually help sort it out as a family we were also really worried because there was nobody else there right so but then when she found cbd and started taking cbd i saw that transformation it was a four month transformation and you know you saw the personality come back you saw that that constant pain like somebody was just constantly covered by pain she could shrug that off she became very active again so you know that really led us to believe that's when she started doing a lot more research and once you see a transformation happen to somebody in your family or somebody you love you automatically believe and buy into the product right because it's not something that happened to somebody's friend mother somebody it happened to my sister you know so we feel that she is a living witness of why we actually needed to get into this business because uh, we've seen the amount of help in terms of pain and pain management it can do and the thing is with hemp is it's also an anti-inflammatory and a lot of allergies are caused by inflammation so when you have something that is anti-inflammatory automatically your body is not fighting it you know so that was one of the huge turning points for us when we realized that listen this plant has so many benefits and it grows in india's backyard right uh, that's how we both co-founded the business in 2019 and uh, we were one of the early early people in the business which gave us a huge head start in terms of developing a community in terms of developing a brand and um, i think people had that mental space and we were at the right place at the right time with the right product wow that's that's a very interesting story because when you think of back pain you don't normally think that you know i'm going to consume a hemp based product and that's going to treat me like i don't think at this point in india there's a lot of awareness about the medicinal uses of hemp as well i know that this industry has been booming for a while there are new players in this industry as well but like to see a transformation and to be completely healed of a problem by just using hemp like if i can ask you what exactly did you use like was it an oil or did you consume hemp or how was it like how did the process work okay so basically the difference is both marijuana and hemp are are under the cannabis family right now hemp is a plant that is grown wild it's grown wild all over the himalayas it's grown wild in some pockets of india as well what we work with is largely the seed right but then hemp has something called cbd which is an extract so once you take the extract out that's when you can actually make it into pills and you can make it into a tincture and you can use it so then it becomes an ingestible so that is what yeah. cbd so cbd is found 
quantities of CBD are found very, very high in the hemp plant. Yeah, so that mainly comes from the bud, leaf and stem, right? So yeah, right now the seed is regulated and that's where the business is. And that's what our product line covers right now. But the CBD that I was taking uh, was basically based in Barcelona and I tried oils. So I tried about three or four different brands uh, with the oils. So it comes in like an eye drop kind of form and you put it under your tongue. And then I tried the pills, right? So then each of them have a different percentage of hemp seed oil. So hemp seed oil in general ha- also has omega-3 and 6, which works as an anti-inflammatory. And that is combined with CBD oil, a concentrate of CBD oil. And uh, CBD also has anti-inflammatory properties. It's also um, like a mood enhancer as well as calms your body down. So a combination of that is what I took. In, and finally, the one I, I'm still taking comes in a pill format. And is that available in India? Like if someone is facing a similar issue that you had faced, is that product available in India right now? CBD is available in India, but it's not very regulated because of the way a CBD is sourced in India because of the regulation. So a lot of the CBD players have to, you know, sort of use these loopholes to source it. Mm. So to be honest, as a hemp brand, when people ask us, would you recommend Indian CBD? I'm always a little wary only because <laughs> of there's no accountability at every stage as yet. I have a feeling when the regulations open up and change, it will be a game changer for us but and the whole market in general. But right now, personally, I feel that we're in a bit of a gray area with CBD. Understood. So I would like to take a segue here. We've spoken about how you came with the idea to start the company. Now you decided that you wanted to do something in the hem space. What was it like, like in the initial days when you, I think 2019, 2018 is when the research phase began. And then I think you officially launched in 2019. So it's been two years now. How has the journey been like? Can you walk me through some of the challenges or some, some stories that you have together, you know, some interesting stories that you can walk me through and (laughs) some challenges that you faced in this process of, you know, building this company. I love sure. this bit. So um, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you what happened. So we launched this company in the late November in 2019. We had fantastic packaging because we said, listen, we're going to be India's first sustainable hemp company, right? So packaging was great. We had really good product coming in. Everything was, you know, we checked all boxes. Hmm. And then in March comes the first wave, right? So that's the first lockdown. So imagine running a business that is just about to take off and then you're in a lockdown. So suddenly we were like, oh my God, what's happening? You know, raw material was stuck on highways, packaging was, we didn't have enough, but we pulled through it because I think we really, between Charlie and I, we managed to actually really iron out every issue we have. And we actually, you know, every order that we got, we delivered on time. A lot of people were very, very happy because we came through only because, you know, this lockdown happened and then people had, suddenly people were bored at home. People were bored. People were, uh, had to suddenly cook their own food. People were trying to figure out what they were putting into their system. And suddenly you have a company called India Hemp and Co. Say, hey, listen, we're here and this is hemp. Try it, right? <laughs> so we had, uh, we had MindSpace, which was amazing because if you if we had launched any other time, right, any other time, we wouldn't have had this mind space. We wouldn't mm. have had this time to actually take off. But it was only because of the first wave. 
that there was this gap, this lull. People were so uncertain. People wanted to live a healthy life. People really didn't know what to do. And here we gave them this natural product with no preservatives, no additives, with a ten, uh, sorry, with a twelve-month shelf life, right? And this is vegan. It's gluten-free. It's good for you. It's anti-inflammatory. So that's how we started. But then we also realized that the market. You know, because in 2020, the market really didn't know about him. They were interested, mm. but they didn't yeah. really know. So I still remember during this lockdown, I had at least six calls come in from different boys, largely from Bangalore, <laughs> who kept saying, "Listen, can I can I pick up two kilos?" I was like, "No, we sell hemp, right?" Yeah, and you know, and I tell them the benefits of hemp and how it's really good with fiber and stuff. And then they'd be like, "Don't you sell weed?" And I said, "No, no, we don't sell weed." <laughs> so I see that transition from the first lockdown to this lockdown, where I only had one call from a guy in a market, right? And so I was like, "Yeah, okay, you know, we made a dent somewhere." Another interesting thing that I'd like to talk about was just before the lockdown, IIMB had this program for women entrepreneurs, and it was just you know for startups that were launching their businesses and. And it's a very, very good program. And eleven thousand five hundred women across India applied for this. So I think IMB also didn't realize that okay, there's a lockdown happening. They had to shift their entire physical model to an online model. And so had we, right? Because we thought, okay, we're in IMB now. We can go in for lectures. But the beauty is, we are now in the top forty in IMB. And you know, to know that we started off with eleven thousand five hundred. And to come up to the top 40 is a huge thing for us, especially because IMB is a completely different platform, like no other institution in India in terms of what they give you, in terms of mentorship, in terms of guidance and exposure. I think that has been a very key aspect in our journey is to be incubated with IMB. That has definitely helped us structure our growth and uh, the road ahead. It has definitely, definitely had a lot of weightage for us. That is big, yeah. That that's yeah. definitely big. Like being yeah. being associated with IIM Bangalore is is a yeah. big thing. And we're actually in the top twenty at the moment. So it just we we've really you know so the the amount of multitasking that has happened in this thing <laughs> because of opportunities and lockdowns and stuff has been pretty amazing. So um, mm. those are small measures that we can actually use to see that we have created this brand, our communication, which is something Shalini focuses on. Sunny, would you like to talk about how you know you started the whole education yeah. of them? So I think in terms of the strategy and communication, so that's the part I handle. So strategy-wise, uh, it disrupted everything, all our plans, because we were going offline. So initially, we were more at farmers markets, and it was a way for us to connect directly with the customer and expose them to this new product, right? And hmm. that's the best way to be able to familiarize people with it, to build that trust, to build that connection directly, get feedback. So we did a couple of those, and then I think we had three planned for March, and everything, everything changed. So what we did was take a step back, you know, figure out, okay, this is this is something that's gonna be a problem for a little while. So let's adapt, right? And being a small team, and I think both of us being pretty agile, we're like, okay, let's react to the situation and adapt. And that's mm-hmm. when we uh, establish ourselves pretty firmly on Instagram. We uh, are on other platforms as well, but that—that's where I think a lot of the engagement happened. And like uh, Jenty mentioned, we we suddenly had people's attention, right? So people were at home, and also behavior-wise, right? So suddenly everyone who's kind of used to either ordering out or getting 
uh, people to come in to cook for them. Now they're the ones cooking. Mm. They're the ones getting more familiar with what they're putting into their bodies in terms of nutrition. You know, they, they, they're more playful maybe in the, their approach to cooking. So we had a bunch of little contests and got people to, even if they were in the kitchen for the first time, to participate. So we launched with those three and the engagement there was great. So yeah, so I think the conversation, like Jenti mentioned, also has evolved from, okay, is this going to get me high to, okay, so <laughs> uh, how many, you know, what do I need to meet, uh, meet my protein requirement for this day? So we have very different yeah. uh, customer profiles, but they're much more informed now. And I think, yeah, our community online, so where our handles uh, at India Hemp & Co, we are, uh, is very active and engaged and creative. And we like to celebrate that, you know, and we're very lucky to have been able to build that and to have that support during the lockdown. Um, yeah, and in terms of growth as well, so we're currently a team of 12 plus. Uh, we work with a bunch of different creatives and agencies as well. Hmm. So it's nice to have been able to, uh, we really value, you know, uh, creativity in general. So I think um, to be able to collaborate with people across fields, to have these new ideas, to be able to innovate. And we, we have a new launch actually that's happening next week, which we're excited to uh, tell you a little bit more about. So I think in terms of product range, in terms of our reach, uh, we're pan India. Our team's grown, our, uh, our user base as well as customers. We're seeing, uh, we're seeing Basically, all our metrics are uh, on the rise right now. And are you targeting more from a, like, I know this is very early because I want to talk in detail about this, but what's your customer profile like? Like, are you targeting more B2C or is it more big businesses, corporates, B2B segment? Which segment is something which you, which you specifically targeting through India Hemp & Co? So our... When we launched, I think the one challenge that we realized was that education, awareness was the biggest challenge, mm. right? So the way we went about it, our strategy in general, was to be able to educate and create a demand with, with the end customer uh, and then explore the B2B segment. So right now, uh, our key focus is still B2C, right? So we're getting in touch with the customers either directly or mm -hmm. through, uh, we're in about 30 plus stores. And we've also tied up with a couple of restaurants, but that's more our B2B model. We're exploring a, a couple of other things on the B2B side, but so far it's been primarily B2C. On the B2B side of things, a couple of uh, things that we are getting into are, you know, corporate gifting kind mm -hmm. of solutions. Now that there is an awareness and the conversation has evolved, I think there's a, there's a bit of a pull from that uh, aspect as well. We had the first superfood hemp kitchen uh, launched with our partners in Jaipur. Uh, it's called wow. Solster. It's again, one of the first of its kind. And uh, that happened in March. That again was another thing that we, um, that was a pretty big deal for us, a pretty big milestone for us. And uh, yeah, so basically you can order in or you can go there, but it's, it's a health focused kitchen, which has uh, recipes from across the world. So in that situation, we also helped develop the menu and it was, it was a really exciting project to launch. So that's a little wow. bit about our that's, as well. That's amazing. And I have to, you know, agree with you on the point that the content that you are putting out and also the packaging is really elegant. Like when I checked out your Instagram page, when I was researching for the episode, I was just, it, it didn't feel that it was a two year old company, right? It felt really professional. The content that you guys are putting out is also really good educating about the benefits of hemp and about the product offerings as well. And the packaging is mind blowing. Like whoever, like Jayanti or Shalini, whoever finalized the design for the product, I think you guys 
need a stand up ovation because <laughs> i just love the packaging it was really elegant and intuitive uh, thank you for that i, I love you. the product so i think a lot of the elegant goes to jenty yeah so no actually because see the thing is being a hemp brand right you have this one plant that's grown in india that has 25000 uses i'm not just throwing this number there is documented 25000 uses to this plant so at the moment we've started with this seed and we've got 12 products just one small seed so mm. it's huge it's just such a big market to explore so when we got into this industry we said see we can't be a hemp brand sort of talking about this plant and its benefits and then sending it in a ziplock because it's so cheap so that's <laughs> why we developed this packaging which is made out of craft paper tin and board uh, it is still hard enough to sort of send through couriers to internationally as well but right now what the beauty of this is you can recycle it and it is biodegradable right so uh, i feel that is the future that people should slowly get into in terms of packaging as well we really really need to invest time money research and develop sustainable packaging because you might have organic vegan food but if you are putting it into a plastic bag you're defeating the purpose of what you've created agreed That's with you yeah. and uh, i want to take another turn here so i want to talk about the products that you guys have created with india hemp and co and you know also walk me through the process of how you source the hemp because i think it's only grown in uh, uttarakhand right now so okay. walk me through the process of how you procure hemp and how does the manufacturing work also what are the product offerings that you have and how you how you create them like just give me a little bit of a walk around in that process sure so i'm just going to first tell you about the hemp seed right because i feel listeners will need to know about what the seed is and how it's processed so you get a hemp seed which is sourced only from uttarakhand now once you deshell deshell means take out the husk you get what is known as hemp husk what is what we sell right then again you go back to the whole seed it's a tiny little seed with a cover and then if you cold press the seed you get a hemp oil right so that's again your uh, cold pressed hemp oil now with what's left of the after you cold press the oil is the hemp cake now we dry that cake out and it's powdered and that's the hemp protein powder so those are your basic three products that you have that are made out of hemp what we did was we innovated because we realized that yeah, a lot of indians were very wary about hemp and you know it just came with a very bad reputation initially so people kept saying will i get high will i get high so we came up with this product called the hemp seed trail mix which is a blend of different kinds of seeds that people are familiar with so watermelon sunflower sesame you know so your till uh, flax seeds a whole bunch of seeds we roasted it and we added hemp seeds to it so when people you know even now when we show people they say like oh is this a hemp seed oh is this you know so people identify eat things that they can identify with and then if you add that 10% or 15% of something else they're still willing to try it so that was basically a nice entry level product for us and it did really really well because again it's highly nutritious and with something like that your body takes a while to break down right because it's very very high in protein very high in nutrition so you don't get hungry very often that also helps with weight loss and stuff but that's a whole other ball game but if we go back so that's the basics of the seed but if we go back to how you source it right now there are only few companies that are allowed to 
process hemp, right? Because uh, you need to have an Ayush license. And these companies are largely based in the north. And again, with licensing and regulatory issues. So right now we do source from one company. Uh, we have our own manufacturing unit, which is a huge bonus for us because that's where the packaging, everything happens in Bangalore. So we're just waiting for the regulations to change because I think that will be groundbreaking in terms of the market opening up to hemp products as well. Understood. So there's still a lot of regulations in this space, which is uh, preventing hemp from growing at a level at which it should and also holding back a lot of companies which want to make new products. What do you think? Yes. Like, do you, do you have any sort of visibility into when these regulations will change? What sort of timeline are we looking at in terms of hemp regulations getting easier or getting more relaxed? So right now, you can own a hemp company. You can process hemp only if you have a Ayush license, right? So this is because the Ayush ministry, they recognize hemp as a food. Now, the FSSAI, mm. which is generally what every package of food or drink has, is a completely different license. They don't yet recognize hemp as a food. And why this happens is because, again, you have to go back to history where in 1985, there was this blanket ban on cannabis and hemp just got sort of swept under the ban. So it was a huge setback for people. Uh, and the regulation is changing. It is actually in court at the moment that we will get an FSSAI approval, say, in the next couple of months. So that once that happens, you can sell on Amazon, you can sell on Big Basket. You know, there should be nothing holding you back. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. And just to add to that, like on a global level, so what happened, and this was pretty important, uh, in December 2020, the WHO actually appealed to the UN about declassifying cannabis as a class A drug. Right. So what this means is, and it was approved, which means that a lot of like internationally as well, a lot of countries basically took their policies as well as like even our NDPS Act, for example, based on that, on the fact that it was a class A drug. And now that it has been declassified and the people who signed the treaty are no longer bound by it, each country can make their own rules by it. So I think globally also, we're going to see uh, quite a big uh, trend and shift in terms of hemp, the consumption, as well as the innovation and a growing market for it. Definitely, because I see companies in the US and Canada like listed companies on the stock exchange, which are growing at a rapid pace be just because they are in the cannabis space. So globally, I think people are recognizing the potential of this, of this plant. And I think like a lot of people, like I've read this somewhere that hemp is a trillion dollar plant. Some are even saying that, you know, that's the level of opportunity in this space. So mm -hmm. I think like you guys are well positioned for this, when this opportunity comes into India, I think. Positively, I see a lot of people talking about hemp in India as well. Like Jayanti gave an example, just in one year, the education that has been transmitted to people that you can see the effect. So I really hope that hemp catches on in India as well. But uh, before I move on, I also want to talk about this uh, one product that you guys have, hemp oil for dogs and cats. Mm -hmm. So what is that about? Like, how how does that work? I don't own a pet, but do pets need oil? Like, Sid, what, let me let me work? give you a little background about what our family is like, right? To just fake <laughs> this. Uh, so basically, we grew up all our all our holidays. Like as kids, have always been in the jungles or the hills. So we grew up very outdoorsy kids. 
and we grew up with his love for nature and Shalini's obsession with a love for animals. Okay, so <laughs> it was almost like like I'm not joking. Ever since she was a kid, when she and I would walk back from a bus stop. there would be like seven dogs following us you know and she has this <laughs> connection with every dog and and she'd bring bring in puppies and you know so there was always like animals in and out of our house so i feel it was just a natural shift like even we have uh, we've adopted a dog and we have rabbits at home but it became a natural shift because once we realized that listen this is so beneficial for us why can't we have something for pets right so and it's so easy to use because it's hemp oil again if you remember i said it was anti inflammatory right which is mm. a huge deal for dogs as well and for cats because a lot of their issues a lot of stomach issues a lot of allergies that cats have and a lot of like skin irritation gut and digestion issues all come for, from anti inflammation so we developed this product to say that listen this is all you need to do you can either put a couple of drops in your dog's food or you can rub it on him before his bath or her bath so it is it did really well for us because the, even the packaging that we designed for this was user friendly again we don't use plastic you know so everything is in glass or tin or board so uh, we we designed something that just fit into your hand so that you know because we have this massive dog who's a little unruly <laughs> so i kept thinking of him when we were like okay listen how do i have them sit down and then spray it on so it's this really nice easy to use spray which you can spray on their food and it also helps with shedding you know because a lot of animals shed through the year mm. uh, some just you know some have a lot of like skin issues because of the detergents you use on the floor So we really did a lot of research into this area and we realized that it was time that you had products for pets which brings us wow. to our latest launch which we're very very happy to do through you said is um dog treats hemp dog treats the product is called good doggo and we are the only company in india to have manufactured something which is natural we use only five ingredients and uh, we don't have fillers we don't have additives we don't have preservatives it has a strong shelf life we only use turmeric ragi hemp seed flour flax seeds and cinnamon it has taken us one year to develop literally but the benefits are phenomenal and we've managed mm. to get the taste going for the dogs as well so uh, we feel that's another thing we realized that you know pe- people didn't want to walk around with these di- dry pieces of meat in their pockets while training dogs and uh, this is high in fiber as well high in fiber high in protein so we developed this treats for dogs and we're very very happy to launch it awesome i mean yeah. uh, good luck with the launch i'm still just wrapping my head around the fact that you guys have created something for pets through hemp i mean like <laughs> is is there any other company which has hemp oils for pets right now and is there any other company who is doing something for pets in the hemp space like so i think there globally maybe a handful of companies where they're developing products specifically like this and i think the way we look like to look at hemp and i think our thinking has also evolved over the last couple of years is that hemp has a lot of benefits right but we're not just selling hemp we're selling a solution or we're selling a treat so it's a part of something that's bigger so mm. uh, like she said comes from a personal preference as well we were animal people you know and uh, there's a lot of scientific research also to prove the benefits of hemp seed oil uh, on dogs and cats 
like in terms of gut health, re reduces uh, anxiety, uh, inflammation, it thickens the coat, improves skin. So these are some of the benefits that they get from the oil. And in terms of the treats, uh, that's something that, that's been really fun to create. That is also, I think what, what we're trying to do is also uh, a way for you to bond with your pets. So when you're giving them a massage with the oil or when you're rewarding them for good behavior, you know. But this is something that's completely natural, that's very healthy, and it's kind of like a food supplement even. So that's that's what's kept us busy and excited over the last couple of months. And I'm going in depth here, but can you also walk me through the process of how you like the entire R&D process and how you decided that, you know, we want to create something in the pet space, like the treats that you've created. So what was the thought behind it? And what was the process like? Like, did you guys was was it difficult to sort of, you know, come up with this product? How was how was the experience? of so, creating this okay actually so that it happened very naturally we have a lot of friends who are vegans or vegetarians and you know they don't like these pieces of meat that they that's the only thing in the market so we thought about we developed this product with a couple of vets and nutritionists because we said listen we want to get uh, a product right for dogs because even if you look at what's available in the market, there are lots of flavored, chicken flavored or liver flavored, you know. So again, it's not always a, the right kind of protein in it. Mm. And we were part of a vegan conference as well, where we realized that, listen, dogs are actually omnivorous. We don't have to go <laughs> on shoving meat down their throat, right? Because that's if you look at their genes and them as wolves, they also ate, uh, they were omnivorous, so they ate both. So I think what we did was, you know, if you look at what we've used, we've used turmeric, but we haven't used pepper because, again, pepper is not a whole spice is not good for your dogs. But then ragi is really good for dogs. Flaxseed is really good for their joints. So we've researched and we worked with professionals who knew about this as well. You know, it wasn't just let's try out these various combinations. And we also wanted something that was shelf stable without using salt, without using sugar, because that's usually used as a preservative. So it's just with turmeric, ragi, the hemp seed flour, flaxseed and cinnamon, which is why I said like it took us a year to get it right. But now it's so good because it's, it's shelf stable. It's a little disc. It's in a shape of a little disc. So we've also made it to the size that it's a bite size treat. So it, your, it slows down your, you know, your dogs eating it because mm. otherwise they just wolf it down. And again, like Shani said, a lot of lifestyles are also changing, right? Like you and I might want to eat healthy and might want to have that salad. But at the end of the day, maybe you're so tired, you just give your dog kibble, right? Mm. And what happens with kibble? Again, you're not always buying the highest quality because again, of you know, expenditure and stuff. So we just want to look at this also as a little supplement that you just take a handful, you put it in with a kibble. That's all you need to do. Your dog is still getting its vitamins. He's still getting the fiber. He's still getting the protein. And you don't have to feel that guilty, you know, because we've got over 100 treats in a box and mm. it really lasts a long time so and we've tried this with like different sizes and shapes of dogs so because we have a lab so we know he'll just eat anything but you've, you know we did this across the small ones the big ones there's a lot of thought that has gone behind creating this product and i mean i can understand like the context that you build like how shalini is i would say a dog whisperer and yes. how that has motivated you guys for creating something in this space because i think it is a very exciting space to be in like pet services pet products is something which is booming right now you know more people are adopting or rescuing dogs so 
mm-hmm. i think the demand for this product is only going to snowboard from here thank you for launching it via webpar like you know uh, i i would like to actually sample the product like if it's possible Definitely. i don't have a pet i don't have a pet but uh, i would love to see it oh so, you can also eat it as well <laughs> what i can also eat it yeah 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 wow, i it's it's, <laughs> it's tasty it's really nice it's crunchy so that's the thing we were looking to make it nourishing crunchy and delicious those were our three things we wanted to you know sort of hit because with dogs we realize they keep getting the same stuff but we realize that dogs need need texture right because again of their teeth and we realize that if something nourishing it needs to do something inside so so this is something which a dog and a human can have at the same time yeah so see that this that was a, a bit of a joke but like internally the, a lot of our meetings end with my sister tasting the dog treats to tell us you <laughs> know <laughs> back you know but no, these wow. are meant for dogs for now and maybe we have something else cooking <laughs> like i can already imagine myself eating this and then posting a picture on instagram saying that all men are dogs so like you said it we didn't you heard it first on vyapar <laughs> awesome awesome that's i mean that's like one of the most innovative products that i've come across where like both the pet and the owner can eat it at the same time so I mean, awesome. But I think it comes from when you actually are dedicated to a cause when you actually want to make a difference because if we had made this with some substandard food and stuff I wouldn't eat it but it's made with quality food right it's made with good quality turmeric good quality flaxseed you know good quality cinnamon so uh and again our hemp flower and stuff so I'm just saying we've made it in a way that it is tasty it is nutritious it is also crunchy you know because I love it as a snack. Nice. So also nice. I I just wanted to tell you a couple of things about the hemp plant if you can use it when you'd like to. So basically the hemp plant has over 25,000 uses and we've started with just the seed and we've created 12 products out of it, right? So it's the only plant that can feed you, house you, clothe you and heal you, right? It is the most sustainable plant and it also gives farmers additional revenue. as they can grow it between crop cycles this is really important for us as we are agricultural based economy as yet as well hmm. and we don't need pesticides or insecticides to grow this it grows naturally and it regenerates the soil so also with hemp with the r&d that's been happening because because also having shalini in barcelona we understand what's happening internationally there is a lot of r&d going into making this an alternative to plastic as well so it's big it's the next big thing yeah and i think it's the solution to everything like when we talk about global warming when we talk about you know waste sustainability then i think this is the plant that saves us like if the human species wants to save the world i think hemp can play a big role in ensuring that we reach there because it it's a no brainer like once you read about it i have done a lot of research into this plant and i feel that if we promote hemp based companies if we promote the farmers there there's only benefits out of it and uh, i mean it can disrupt so many industries like you mentioned 25000 use cases so it is insane i think the benefits are here to stay and i hope that it you know it reaches the level it is supposed to and i hope that you guys also do your part in this space and just a couple of things i want to talk about before we call it off so like you guys have been in this space for 2 years what would be your two cents for anyone who is looking to get 
not only in the hemp business but also in the food industry or if if anyone's starting a business like you know what would be your key takeaways from your experience sure so i'll i'll uh, go first so that you touch upon some really important points in terms of sustainability as well right and if hemp is the plant of the future and it is the solution to having a sustainable future i think it's important to carry that mindset right mm. so uh, like jati said earlier you can't have hemp and then be using plastic and you know uh, it, it, you need to be i think really embrace it as a core value so if you're getting into the industry start with that mindset uh of you know being sustainable and having positive impact the second is that this is just a complete uh, green field right now or a blue ocean like they'd say and there's so much of opportunity to innovate so don't become a me too brand right <laughs> so explore the place explore the potential of the plant with something that's not being done before right so for example plastic or fuel there's so much of uh, research that can be done so so create a brand as well as position yourself strongly because there's a massive opportunity at the moment for a use case that probably hasn't been explored as much as well hmm third thing if i could say something is to constantly innovate and i think another thing that we've realized being in this industry is a lot of people come with the same mindset right so it's not so much as just competing with each other but it's about collaborating sharing those skill sets and our, our complementary strengths to like and that is how the industry is uh, shaped and that's how we work so we invite people to be a part of this process and this industry very well said shami i think she covered a lot of it but i feel because we have been one of the early people in the industry we have seen multiple brands come up after us but you know like shami also said people need to understand they're dealing with a fantastic product here right it's not an expensive product to deal with but then innovate don't try like be creative with it don't try and do this copy pasting thing which we see happening all the time don't mm. make cbd the end goal because you know because it's easy so there are 25000 uses to this but again i think everybody apart from just people who are getting into the hemisphere if, if you also look at people getting into food into fnb we should be developing products that are natural that are uh, good for us to consume that come in natural packaging that is biodegradable or alternative packaging you know so i feel the industry the fnb industry also needs to take cognizance of the fact that it's time things change you know because we've just been through a huge pandemic which has hit people and the environment so i mean if this is not a wake up call what is so i really feel is there a newcomer who are listening to this be creative get into the hemisphere if you'd like to for sure but just explore the wideness of this sphere as well definitely i mean the the future is sustainable and if there is to be a future then we have to move towards sustainability so you know thank you for doing your part and i want to talk about the long term vision that you guys have so if you could like you know just forecast 5 years down the line the journey that india hemp and co has been on and the journey the, the the track record that you guys are on right now what do you see yourself achieving in the next 5 years you know what is your long term vision for india hemp and co do you also have any new you've already launched a new product on the on the episode but any other products that you're working on right now that you plan to launch in the next couple of years tell me about that like tell me about your long term vision for the company so 
that we have a very clear five-year plan ahead. And I think one of the biggest advantages we have as a company as we have two offices. One is an international office in Barcelona and one is in India, right? So we will use, we will leverage this and we will use India and Spain to leverage our reach in the B2B and B2B sectors. Uh, we are collaborating with countries abroad as well to bring in technology. Uh, there's just a lot of scope that happen, that comes our way as well, a lot of opportunities that come our way because we are in two countries. Uh, we also have a first mover advantage. So, and I think we've used that to sort of build stronger verticals. We do have other products in the pipeline, but we're not at liberty to disclose them. Maybe the next time we do yeah, a VR planting, we, 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 <laughs> we can we'll launch another, another one. We'll do another episode yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like hemp is the next big thing because it's sustainable and scalable, and it's already made a massive impact in America, Europe, and Canada, right? So hmm. uh, we are on the right, right path, and we are uh, we came in at the right time. I think that's more important because we do have that, you know, we've managed to create a brand, which is generally very, very difficult to do, given the restrictions in this category. But uh, like I said, we were at the right place at the right time, and the future is green. <laughs> Yeah, so in terms of where we are currently, uh, we are growing our teams. We have a bunch of products in development currently, and we're looking to raise funds. So this is the, so far we've been bootstrapped, and this is the first time we're raising funds. We're almost closing our first round, but of course, we open to talking to investors and uh, raising more down the line. Amazing. Yeah, Amazing. and just to add to that, I think, well, we, we were looking to, elevate hemp from the status of ingredient to more like a core element in a sustainable lifestyle. So whether it's through food, nutrition, wellness, and well, there are a lot of other areas we're not at liberty to discuss it, mm. because discuss it right now, but, uh, but yeah, that's the idea, to be able to get it into everybody's homes, to get it into everyone's kitchens, and uh, to get people to really embrace it because it really is a solution to whether it's a deforestation or if we're looking at you know diseases caused by uh, primarily animal-based diets you know it's a good alternative a protein alternative for a more plant-based diet it, it it has so many different uses and we're i think just at the brink at the beginning of exploring it so we we're looking uh, towards a very green and exciting future with a lot of exploration and innovation Awesome. Awesome. I, I get the feeling that you in the, in the next three, four years, you know, India Hemp & Co is gonna just burst onto the scene. It's gonna witness insane growth and it's gonna become, you know, one of the largest hemp holistic companies out there. Like everything hemp, if you, if you want to consume anything, which is hemp based, then India Hemp & Co is where you come to. So just one naughty question to leave you guys with. So both of you are sisters, but you are also co-founders of the company so how is it like when there's disagreement between Jayanti and you Shalini so how who has the upper hand like you know how, how is the experience of uh, having a sister being a co-founder in the company uh Siddharth we we just never disagree <laughs> <laughs> I know no, that's a message. <laughs> I was like what <laughs> sisters no, who don't okay. fight <laughs> no, no, so that we were still, uh, I don't know if we found a solution to that, but I think what we do have are tools to have healthy discussions and we're still very much on a path of learning and growing. 
But the fact that we respect each other's skill sets and opinions, I think that's a solid foundation. And I, I couldn't imagine doing this with anyone else. So I'm very happy to be doing this with my sister. Yeah, me too to that. Because I feel I feel like we are both on this path together. And it's so nice to be connected to Shalini, even if it's, you know, though she's in a different country, like we talk so many times during the day. And when you're working with your sister, there's just this bond you have where it's not going to be destructive, right? And there's no egos and things mm. like that. You have to say something, you bounce back from it as well. So... Yeah, I couldn't imagine doing this with anybody else either. Awesome, awesome. I mean, <laughs> don't fight. That, I, I don't believe that. I, I don't believe that. That's uh, a white lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, clearly, clearly. <laughs> Anyways. Um, uh, but wait, so, but I must actually say this. Siraj, actually, since you brought this up, we're also the only women-run hemp brand in india you know so again it's just it's just uh, quite an amazing thing as well because it's considered to be a sort of a masculine space but we've hmm. changed that we've turned that around because uh if you look at the communication that shani works on it has this very it comes from a female angle so it's soft it's more uh, approachable it's it's you see you see the difference with other brands as well right so and it comes very naturally. So I feel like we've made it a very relatable product because otherwise you just think of some. I mean, if you think of mm-hmm. cannabis and stuff like that, it's generally two years yeah. ago people would be like Bob Marley T-shirt and a joint, <laughs> right? So it's just yeah. we've really managed to move that, right? And now we have like Nike athletes on our website using our product. So we've really managed to move that to food, to nutrition, to health, to well-being, and I think every every piece of information you see out there has been well thought of. Nothing is a knee-jerk thing from us. We've, everything has thought in it. Mm. And value addition to everybody else who's reading. Awesome. I I think like what you guys are doing with India Hemp & Co. is amazing. And, you know, like you mentioned, you're the only woman-led company in this space. So that's a challenge in itself like you know that gives you motivation to just keep hustling every day and i wish you all the best for the future i would love to have you back like you know when whenever there's any product launches whenever you are launching any new innovative products i would i would love to have you on webpart so oh, we'd love to come back we'd love it, to be yeah. back this is great thanks so much you said i don't know if if it's a challenge i think we we use being a female-led business also to our advantage because that's a part of our core business value too, you know? Definitely, definitely. All right, awesome. I had a wonderful time. I'm going to order the uh, new product like whenever it launches. I'm going <laughs> to be the first one who orders it. So do, do let me know. Thanks, Perfect. Called good, good dog on hemp treats. Great with your evening coffees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Uh, Thank you. That does it for today's edition of Vipar. You can check more about India Hemp & Co. on their website. Also, check out their Instagram page. They post some really good content on a consistent basis. I'll keep all these links in the description. And (laughs) I'm definitely going to try out their good doggo treats. And if you've got a pet, you should give it a shot as well. And if you like what we're doing with the show, do leave us a rating. Uh, Let me know your feedback as well. That really helps us grow as a podcast. Helps me understand what my audience wants from me. And if you have 
any good businesses on your radar if your friend owns a business and you know you feel that they they would love to come on webar just shoot me up so take care and we'll catch you in the next episode